Welcome, everyone. We are so glad you're here to chat with us. I'm Lauren, and I'm joined by my amazing teammate, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Lauren. We're honored today to have Naomi Asher join us. Naomi is the Executive Director of United Way of Anderson County in Tennessee. Thank you for being here today, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. Well, Naomi, to start, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at United Way of Anderson County? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'm in East Tennessee, just outside of Knoxville in Oak Ridge, home of the atomic bomb. Um, And so uh, I love getting the opportunity to travel and connect with other United Ways across the country and was so excited to spend some time with you guys um, about a year ago. Um, So I've been with United Way for nine years now, and more and more I get so um, just excited and pumped to connect with other United Ways around the Alice population and um, poverty culture and just how to understand and work with each other. So um, I am thrilled to get to hang out with you guys some more and um, be with you all today. Well, we love having you, Naomi. You're such a hoot. (laughs) You always keep us uh, laughing as well as educated. So thank you. Um, Coming up is one of our annual events with Women United called Power of the Purse where you will be joining us as an honorary panelist. So Women United's United's catchphrase is amazing things happen when women support women. What does that mean to you and the work that you do? So I just absolutely love that. Um, The whole idea of women supporting women, first of all, like as a 40-year-old woman, I know that I'm not old, but I'm also not young anymore. And so... I feel like this shift happens in your late 30s, 40s, um, and I've heard this from other people, but getting to kind of finally live it and experience it has been really cool for me where um, it's this idea of finding the people that um, really complement you, that support you in a very different way. And I think that that's something that only women can do for each other. And I'm extremely blessed to have a very incredible core group of women friends um, that challenge me and push me and um, really help me to live up to who I want to be in the community. Um, And so I think that that's something that as women, we often overlook the power of. So I think that it's really important to get those core friends in your life and supporters. Um, But then outside of that, it's so important for us to look at how to support and mentor the next generation. So it's really important with our Women United um, here for our counties that we encourage women who are established in their career to reach out and bring up younger generations. Um, and even uh, those career change professionals or reentering the workforce, it's just such an important thing to do because when a woman supports another woman, it's so different um, because we understand each other in a way that maybe a man can't, right? So um, the power in that is so strong that this whole focus on that. I think it's just so incredibly important. It's something that we as women don't focus on enough. 
we're so worried about staying focused, right? Keeping everything under control, making sure that we are getting everything done that's on our checklist, that we often forget to reach out and support another woman. The other thing that statistics show that I talk about quite a bit is that if there are a hundred CEO jobs and a woman is looking for one of those types of positions, we're going to automatically focus on the one that that one woman holds because it feels attainable instead of looking at the other 99. And that creates this sense of competition that does not need to exist. And this is not something I believe that women do intentionally. I think it's just the way that we've been taught is that this level is unattainable. So when we see representation in one area, that's where we focus. Rather than, hey, let's get together, support each other, and maybe one of these other 99 is going to be a shock for one of us, right? And so keeping that focus in every opportunity that we can on supporting other women has such incredible value and power. And it can really bring a lot of women who are struggling with all different kinds of issues, uh, really help lift them up into achieving many of the goals and dreams that they didn't ever believe possible. Um, So I get really excited and fierce about like lady friendships and women in business supporting each other and helping each other. So um, everything to do with Women United, you can tell. I just have a lot of enthusiasm about it. So That's awesome. I love it. Um, I love your passion for it because I have really good close well, a few really close women friends. And like you said, they challenge me. And in a way that um, makes me feel better, makes me feel like I am doing my best or when I'm not doing my best, someone to listen, challenge me, but then support me in that. It's Mm -hmm. nothing like it. There really isn't. So I think we all need that in our lives. One thing I think I struggle with is the time, the time it takes to take away from, like you said, getting that list done, all the things in the home and then work and then taking time to look at who I could support or mentor and and making sure I make that time for that. I think that that's where I struggle, but it's so, so worth the investment. Absolutely. I'm with you. I know when I don't connect with my female friends regularly I miss it and then when we do get together it's like we can't get all the words in because we're trying so hard to catch up with everyone Um, I think that's one of the things I love about our Women United um, initiative too here in uh, the Chattahoochee Valley is um, this last year we held a, um, a panel discussion of our Women United steering committee members with members of Girls Inc. and they were seventh graders. And if you haven't talked to a seventh grader in a long time, that is an experience unto itself. But um, I think that the women on that panel probably learned and took away as much um, from the young girls as they they poured into them that day. So it's always an important thing to, to talk to that next generation, but it always gives you something too. I love that. That's such a good idea. I'm going to I'm going to call my girls in director immediately. 
That's such a good idea. I love it. Always a great one. I bet they had some really good questions. And some really good feedback. And and they had very um, concrete visions on what they wanted to do when they grew up. And it was just so great to hear what the next generation is planning, you know. It's wild to, to hear if they've got these really creative ideas for th- what they can do. So I, I love that they're they're just really pushing that out. They're, they're really making it happen. And who are we but to be there and cheerlead for them and support them? I love it. So we can't wait to see you, Naomi, for Power of the Purse. If you haven't already gotten your tickets, please do so. They're going fast. Um, but I would like to talk about some some really exciting bags that you have created with your local community called WTF Bags. Can you tell me more a little bit about that? I would love to. Um, So I'll try to keep this as brief as possible, but I am a foster mom. Um, And so one of the things that happened um, pretty early on, we were prepping for different um, kids that may be coming into our home. We knew that we wanted to focus on teenagers because it's um, a harder demographic to find um, homes for. And so I started pulling together just little emergency period bags. I had an Ipsy subscription at the time, if you know what that is, little makeup bags. Um, and so I would just put a few things in there and have them ready. And so I had handed out those to several um, of our kiddos that had come through. And uh, my most recent um, placement, she is 21 now. And she moved in. She was uh, 13 at the time. And I gave her one of the bags, kind of explained what it was. I was like, you can shove it in your backpack, keep it with you. It just looks like makeup so you can run to the bathroom. And you've got everything you need should an emergency rise. And um she was like, oh, okay, well then a couple of weeks go by and she was like, hey, I need another one of those bags. I was like, oh, okay. So I gave her another one. Then the next day she's like, hey, can I get another one of those bags? I was like, girl, I mean, yeah, but you know, you can just refill it. And she was like, yeah, but I had a friend that needed it. And so I gave it to her. I was like, oh, okay. So I gave her another one. And then she starts at like almost every day. And I had gone through like 10, 11 of these. And I was like, these are not inexpensive. What is happening? And so I was like, could you please stop giving these out? Like, just refill them, whatever. Well, it her birthday was coming up. We were doing an overnight um, party. And um, it was at a local hotel. And they were having a pool party. And then we were we had a suite upstairs. So the girls were going down to the pool. I was getting food and stuff ready. And one of the girls kind of hung back. I was like, hey, are you okay? Did you need anything? And she said, I just want to thank you so much for caring about us. And giving us period supplies. And she said, I really didn't want to tell anybody, but we really can't afford that. Like my mom really struggles. And there have been a lot of times that I've had to use toilet paper instead of um, instead of pads. And she said, I just can't tell you how much it means that you love us all that much. And it hit me so hard in that moment because I just thought here I was kind of annoyed that like 20 bucks a bag or whatever which is not no it's not nothing but it's not gonna break me either right so I was just so overwhelmed at that moment and I'm like oh my gosh I will give you all of the tampons like girl you just come to me like whatever you need right so I was talking to a counselor within a few months after that uh, we were into COVID and um 
you know, we were having this conversation. She said, oh, we've got kids that are skipping school every single month on like the same week of the month. She's like, nothing can, conv can convince me otherwise. It's got to be period supplies. So I kind of just went over this idea and I was like, you know, what if we just started putting out the call? And so immediately we had donors sign up to fulfill an Amazon wish list and just start sending supplies to the school. So that was step number one. I started telling some women on my board about, hey, do you think that there's any way you'd be interested in getting involved with something like this? Before I even knew what was happening, my entire office was like full of pads and tampons, all kinds of stories around that, but um, just pads, tampons, everything everywhere. And so what's included in these bags are pads, tampons, wipes, underwear, a note from these women that are assembling these bags just to say we've all been there, keep her head up, and most importantly, chocolate. Um, and so we started working with, there's a group of girls that I was mentoring at a local middle school, very low income middle school. And I said, hey, if y'all were going to promote this within the school, how would you do that? And they said, well, you know, we put flyers on the bathroom doors, inside the bathroom doors. We want to make sure that anybody can like get the information, but we also don't want to like hand them out at the, at the front doors, that kind of thing. So we started like brainstorming. They were having awesome ideas. And then somebody said, well, period is a gross word. I don't want to call them like period bags. Like, what are we going to call them? So we brainstormed. I mean, like four hours, we were just talking about what to call these bags, right? Eventually, they all just, they land on this. And they're like having this conversation without me. One of the girls comes up and they're like, we've got it. We're all in agreement. Basically, you can't tell us no. I was like, all right, what is it? And they said, hashtag WTF bags. And I was like, oh, okay. And they were like, wipes, tampons, and feminine hygiene products. And then she's like giggling and like almost like scared to say it. She's like, it's, all, it's also what you say when you need one. I could not stop it. I almost hit the floor. I was laughing so hard. So we've had a lot of like push, not necessarily pushback, but we've had people call saying, I don't know if you know, but like this acronym is not a good one. And so every time I'm like, yes, we're aware it does stand for something else, but we empowered this group of middle school girls to really own this project. They love it. I'm not going to take the name away from them. We do use other names for like our churches and stuff that want to be involved, but that's our hashtag WTF bag project. We have given out more than 6,000 um, period supply bags um, in our communities that we serve over the last year or so. We've got a huge number of volunteers that are involved in it, but more than just the original idea of, hey, let's just get tampons to schools. This is such a deep way to tell girls in our community that they are cared for and that we want them to have what they need. Um, so it's more than just a couple tampons, a couple pads. It's this promise of you can refill this bag whenever you need it. We care about you being here. We care about what you need. We care that you don't just, that you deserve more than just whatever it is that is stocked in the nurse's station, right? Which are usually absolutely terrible if they have anything at all. Um, and it's just turned into this beautiful way of empowering girls throughout our school systems um, and letting them know like how deeply cared for that they are. And the best part is we have seen such a significant increase in school attendance. 
it absolutely blows my mind. It blows my mind that we have seen this huge swing in attendance in female students at our middle and high schools, not just in like one school system. It's every school system. It's like six different school systems that we've been doing this in. So, I mean, what a crazy thing. Like, it's unbelievable to me. It still blows my mind that this was such a huge barrier that we didn't even know was existing. Like, huge barrier um, to school attendance. So we're we're pumped. I could talk about this for probably 24 hours straight. So I'm going to end there, but I love it. I get really excited about period poverty. That's so exciting. Uh, again, I love your passion, Naomi. It's infectious. This really makes me emotional to hear how uh, affected the kids were. Um, but also that how invested the ladies were. They just wanted to participate and help. It just shows how important it is to all women. And chocolate is really important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you made it really easy and accessible. I love that you partnered with the schools instead of just taking it over, making your own program. It really is a, par- a community partnership. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. And and that you gave the kids real autonomy to take that on. So they do, I'm sure, feel really loved and supported. And then it, you show it works by proving that they're, they're staying in school and the attendance is going up. So what better way to show the community that this is needed. And who knew? It's, I think it, it resembles the undergarment program that Women United in Ch- at the Chattahoochee Valley created. We didn't re- even know that that was a difficulty for our ladies. And there's so much we can learn from each other through um, just conversations like this. This is part of why I love getting to connect with other United Ways is I haven't even thought about Um, like the undergarment stuff that y'all are doing. That's so cool. I want to bring that back um, to ours as well. And then we've talked to a couple other women united that have funds. I know you guys also have a fund, but funds to help women um, re-enter the workforce or like whatever these barriers might be. And it's just so important that we have these conversations because it, it takes away that feeling of being alone. Right. So it's telling the women in our community this not only is it you're not the only one in this community, but you're not the only like our community is not the only one struggling with this, too. So we just feel part of something so much bigger. Um, I know you guys are rolling out your app, your Alice data asset limited income constrained employed. So um, individuals who are struggling to make ends meet. And for us in our communities, we've got 82% of single mothers that live in Alice. And I would, I would bet that, um, it's similar, um, or extremely high, um, for you guys as well. So that's something that we took really seriously. Once we got this data several years ago, um, we started really taking into account just how high that is. It's about 20% higher than single dads. Um, And so we really wanted to make sure that single mothers have a lot of those additional stresses removed. And if it's as simple as moms and daughters getting period supplies, you know, let's get it done. Um, So I just think that's such an important thing to consider. 
Rachel, you want to talk about the underwear program? Yeah, absolutely. And I would just tag on to what Naomi said that I would imagine that our numbers are very similar here in the Chattahoochee Valley. I know that our, especially our single mother population um, is um, certainly struggling to make ends meet or living in poverty and, and trying to, um, to recover from that and, and meet all of those needs every month, day in and day out. Um, and Lauren, you asked if we wanted to talk about our undergarment project here, right? The Chattahoochee Valley. Um, so what we do with our, um, power of the purse each year, and we are going into, I believe it's the 12th year of the power of the purse. So it's not a while now. Um, but we do, um, a collection, um, each year at the event, we ask the women and the attendees to wear one and bring one. So nobody is checking to see if you are wearing, um, but we do ask that you bring an undergarment item in um, a gift bag. We, uh, we display those on the stage and then those get distributed out across our community to women and girls. And this year we're actually asking for um, women's undergarments, but also children's. So that's boys and girls. And those will be distributed out to some of our um, some of our partner agencies that serve children. We also, um, with the uh, with the collection last year, we were able to reach a number of our partner agencies here, you know, Columbus, Phoenix City area, but also our outlying counties have um, quite a bit of need. United Way of the Chattahoochee Valley covers a large area um, with some of our rural counties, and we were able to drive supplies out all the way to um, Clay and Quitman County and up um, up into um, Talbot and Marion County as well. So wanting to be able to cover as much of our service area as we can um, with with those supplies that we collect during the power of the purse. That's so awesome. I love it. It's such a cool program. And I think the ladies really get into it. They, they are so happy to bring those bags on the day of the event yeah. and more. We end up having so many to go through, and and what a wonderful delivery uh, to the programs and the and the families and the girls that get to receive those. It's really inspiring, and it's my favorite. I think probably my favorite thing that we do. <laughs> it's such a great so fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's hard to be super serious when you're up on the stage and you know there's a lot of bags of underwear and panties right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but it does make for a fun event. And I will say if somebody is not, and hopefully you can make it to the power of the purse or you can run a donation um, with a group of ladies or your friends or your coworkers, but we will collect undergarments any time of year. So if you, if people wanted to do a donation drive at any point during the year, we can also help facilitate that and get those to where they are needed. We're having fun talking about undergarments, but Rachel, talk about the impact when those ladies and girls don't have those undergarments, what what the impact is when they do receive them. Yeah, so we've heard, you know, doing this 12 years now, we've heard a lot of stories over the years about um, women or girls who haven't been able to participate in things because they don't have the things that they need. Um, specifically with the, um, the undergarments, we focused on, um, employment and job employment. And I know if, if you're going on an interview and you're trying to interview for a position, but you don't feel secure in how you look or what you're wearing, it's going to affect how you, how you give an interview. Uh, we've also heard from ladies 
over the years um, who um, specifically I'm thinking about one lady who shared that the undergarments that she did have, um, she had to shoplift. She stole those and she was able to get rid of those, give those up because those are part of her past life. And now she's moving on into a great new chapter with new undergarments and, and, and new underwear to be able to start fresh. Um, so I think everybody um, has a different story. I think probably something similar, Naomi, to, to what your group does with the WTF bags is it's not even necessarily about the item or the donation or the piece that somebody is getting. It's the fact that somebody thought enough mm-hmm. of them to say you're worth it and you are worthy of having these items and that somebody has thought about the dignity of your girlhood or womanhood to be able to provide that. I think that's always been the the bigger takeaway from me with anybody that we see who receives one of those items. Absolutely. Um, that, that dignity piece and self-respect piece, I mean, you can't feel good going in somewhere if you don't have a good good set of undergarments, right? Like it makes such a huge difference. So I love that. I will be stealing it and I will also be bringing some with me when I come down. So I love it. Yay. I love, well, I love your idea too. We, we do a version of the feminine care um, kits here, but we have never included chocolate. And I feel like that (laughs) is a no brainer. As Naomi mentioned, she has come down here to um, participate in a training with our United Way staff. It's one of the great resources that we have is that we get to collaborate um, across our network. Um, But Naomi's training was on the poverty mindset. Um, And Naomi, I don't know if you want to share maybe just a, a quick takeaway or two. I know you also shared um, already that you were a foster parent. Um, you use those examples a lot in your um, in your trainings that you do. Um, if there is one takeaway that you would want to kind of shout from the rooftops for people to know about um, those living in poverty or, or what that mindset is, what would you share with people and with others? Oh, goodness. Um, there's just so many things. I just think that it's so... so I'll- I'll explain it like this. So I'm a multicultural kid. I moved to the U.S. when I was nine. Um, I moved here from the U.K. And because I look like those around me here in East Tennessee, because I speak the same language, it was a really hard transition. And I've talked to other people that move um, internationally and how it is so much harder when you speak the same language or look like and assimilate with the place where you're moving. I say all that to say that we are all living together, poverty culture, middle-class culture, um, wealth culture, and we have completely different cultures, like international type differences. And we never think about it. So for me, our first foster kid was an African-American boy. And I felt really prepared for cultural differences, right? So in my head, it's just as simple as hair is different. Um, 
the skin is different, like different types of moisturizers or whatever. And I did my research because I wanted to be a good mom and have products in place that would be good for him and not have to try to figure it out. So we went along. Well, then my next placement was a Caucasian female um, who looked very much like me, similar hair, similar um, size, like we could share clothes, um, all that kind of thing. And I was not prepared for there to be any differences, but I had more cultural differences with her than probably any of my other kids. And I think that's something that we just never think about. It, you know, like we look at each other and we're like, you don't make any sense. Why would you do that? And I talk about this a lot in the training, this idea of why would you do that versus why would you not? Why would you not? Because we take all these things for granted that we have learned just through the way we were raised. And we expect everybody to have that same life experience and, and those same kind of quote unquote rules for living. And we neglect to realize that we're looking at it through our own lens, our own frame. And so when it comes to working with people um, from just somebody that you you don't know, right? We don't walk around with a sign that says raised in poverty culture. There's nothing about me that would say I was raised in poverty culture. I may be middle class now and have been raised in poverty culture. And we don't, so we go into it assuming things about people that they, and different expectations that they don't have the same reality, right? So my one thing is to kind of keep this idea in mind all the time before we get easily frustrated with anybody, to not look at it like, why would you do that? But just constantly be asking yourself, is there a reason why this person would know not to do that? Um, and quite often the answer is no, there's not a reason. There's not a reason why. We just believe some things because it's the way that we were raised. And it's not that big of a deal. It's awkward for us because it doesn't fit in our social norms. Um, but it's Oftentimes we get so frustrated by things that are really not that big of a deal. There are um, boundaries or or rules that we've kind of self-imposed that really don't matter. Um, and it's not that big of a deal to to change things around, to do it a little bit differently. So I know that was like long, a long and kind of convoluted explanation, but without going into like a whole lot more, yes. um, I would just say grace is the one thing I would like everybody to have. Just extend grace to others and don't make the assumption that they're doing something to irritate you <laughs> or, or um, be out of line. Like the number of times I think we get so frustrated with people just because we don't take a minute to realize this was not personal, um, right? So um, I would just say give it extending grace and making that assumption that people are not doing it to be personally offensive. I love that. Always being mindful <laughs> that people are different. Yeah. We all come from different places and um, in different cultures. So even if we grew up a mile away from each other, we kind of grown up in completely different cultures. That's so true. 
that's easy, I think, too, is to just take a beat and take a pause, maybe maybe be curious about them and what, what's going on. I think everybody could be a little curious. And like you said, extend a little grace. That's easy. That's not hard. I think that's doable. Well, Naomi, we are so excited to have you visit with us for Power of the Purse. Rachel, can you tell our audience a little bit about the event and how they can register? Yes, our Power the Purse event is scheduled for March the 2nd. Um, that is Saturday. We are down at the Trade Center in the ballroom. We will be there um, starting at 11 o'clock. It's a brunch um, event this year. Naomi is a participant on our panel along with uh, two other guests. We have Don Jenkins, who is the principal of South Columbus Elementary, and Randy Warren, who is um, a corporate counselor with AFLAC. Randy also serves as our board chair. So we have some amazing women leadership who are going to be participating in that panel. Um, again, we are asking people to wear one and bring one. So if you do come, we hope that you also bring an undergarment um, in a bag. If you wanted to register, you can go to the United Way page. That's unitedcv.org under events. And it's the power of the purse. The registration page is there. We hope that you come and bring your friends and your girlfriends. We also will have, um, in addition to brunch, there will be mimosas available. There will be some other fun things uh, during the event. So we're excited to have um, a fun day to celebrate together, um, bring some women together to do um, some good in our community uh, and support one another in a lot of different ways. Lots of support. Yeah. <laughs> Physical, emotional. <laughs> Undergarment. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for taking time to chat with us, Naomi. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be there. Thanks, Naomi. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And to catch an earlier episode or for more information about United Way, visit unitedcv.org. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here to chat with us. Thank you.